Okay, good morning. Thank you to uh, Zevanesi Barry for sponsoring in memory of Basya Bas Nachman. Zero site we're observing. Neshama should have an aliyah. Okay, we're continuing in um, the piece that we began last week. Revolbe Chelek Beis of Alei Shor Marachas Avodah Hamusaris Perak Shmona Eighteenth chapter Birchas Anenin. Just to review quickly what we did last week, we are discussing the not the value, the impact, the influence of reciting a hundred brachas a day and having a sense of mindfulness and presence when we say those brachas. So the Torah says, V'yatai Yisrael, and now, Ma'ashem Elokech HaShoel, not Ma, don't read it Ma, but Me'ya, a hundred times a day. And the consequence, the result, the promise to us is that if a hundred times a day, you say, wow, this is not just an apple, this is the hand of Hashem. This is not just a cup of coffee or a glass of water, this is the hand of Hashem. If a hundred times a day we do that, the result, the composite result will be that we're living with a greater sense of Yirah Shemaim. That was his first vad on this topic. Very, very simple. And he said, Tafasta Merubalo Tafasta. Don't make a pledge to be mindful and present in every word, every bracha, everything. Choose one. Boy Pre'etz, Boy Pre'adama, Mizonos, Ashiyatsar. We're making many, many brachas a day. And obviously, ideally, we should be conscious and present in every bracha. But minimally, decide what's your bracha. Are you an Asher Yatzar Jew? Are you the Shehako Jew? What's your bracha? That when you make a commitment, you take on a pledge, that's my bracha. That Asher Yatzar is not Tfilas Adarach. I stand still. I think about every word. I'm grateful that everything is working properly. Asher Yatzar. Shehako, Shehakonia, the ambiance, everything that came to be is from, is from Hashem. That was all Vad number one. Vad number two is, what do we say in Vad number two? The notion that everything comes from this world. Oh, Revolva was differentiating between the Yerushalmi and the Bavli. Do we view the notion, the origin of the obligation to make a bracha, if you benefit, if you derive pleasure from this world, and you haven't said please and thank you to Hashem, then you haven't paid for it. You're a thief. You've stolen. The currency we use to pay the Ribbono Shalom to benefit from his world is the currency of brachos. Just like I use money, I can't walk out of a store with something without paying. I can't leave a restaurant without paying. I can't enjoy this beautiful, beautiful world and everything in it without paying. So the Gemara had two metaphors or two comparisons. Is it that it's compared to kilu ma'al, as if you violated the sanctity of an object? Or is it like, is it more like uh, the kerem, like a vineyard? And Revolba's analysis was, is our attitude that According to the second attitude, so making a bracha is like redeeming karam revai, the vineyard of the fourth year. In compensating for the pleasure we're getting, we recite the bracha. And the way we take it from the realm of the sacred that's inaccessible to us into the realm of the permissible to us, we redeem it is by making a bracha. Is by making a bracha. So the bottom line is, this is Hashem's world. This is Hashem's world and everything in it. We feel so entitled. We feel like it belongs to us. It's ours. Who are you to tell me no? Of course I should breathe air. The air is mine to breathe. And the water is mine to drink. And the world's mine to enjoy. And if I pay the person who owns it, certainly I've acquired it. I've transacted it. It becomes mine. But we forget, and that's what Revolve is driving at. At the core of brachos is the recognition and the mindfulness. Lashem ha'aratz umla'ah. All this world belongs to Hashem. I'm a guest. I'm a visitor and I'm a guest. And if you're in my home, I'm, I invited you to stay. But you can't just start taking things without asking, without saying please, without saying thank you. If, I, if I'm a good host, if I offer good hospitality, I say please help yourself to anything. But you still say thank you. 
And you still say please. So Lashem he's our host. This is his world and we're guests. And and we have to say please and thank you. And that's the process of a bracha. So that means that making a bracha is an exercise in being mindful that there's a God. Making a bracha is an exercise in remembering that we're not here by chance or coincidence or randomness, that we're not in charge of our own destiny, that we don't control our own success, and that this world is not ours. We are stewards of it. We are guests in it. And ultimately, when we view the entire world through that prism and through that perspective, it yields a closer connection with Hashem. So the process of eating an apple was not eating an apple. The process of eating an apple is the texture, the sweetness, the is it ripe, is it, is it hard, is it soft, and so on and so forth. The connection when we're done is this Hashem's, you know what went into this apple? Planting the seed and someone had to plow and plant a seed and grow a tree and the sunlight and the air and the, uh, and the soil and the earth, everything that was necessary for the tree to produce this apple. Someone plucked the apple. And there was a pesticide sprayed on it, something it's a not overly priced organic apple. It's just a regular apple. Someone had to spray it in order to protect it. And you know what? I'm so lucky that this batch, this tree, was not infested and didn't suffer a plague and there wasn't a hurricane. It didn't freeze over. And the apple grew and it was plucked at just the right time. And it was put into a barrel or a crate. And when it was, it wasn't crushed. And then it was put in a truck. And when it went in the truck, there was a truck driver who had to drive the truck. What a miracle. There's trucks. There's truck drivers and there's gas to fuel the truck. And it came across several states and it came to the supermarket. And there in the supermarket, till it came to that display without being crushed or ruined or blemished or bruised and I have the money to be able to take it to the counter and to pay for that apple and I have the ability to run it under the sink and wash it off and I have some shtickle peanut butter to dip the apple into to make the apple even better so when I take that first bite of the apple, again, I'm not trying to debilitate our lives that we can't get anything else done because it took four hours to make a, sh- a Bori Priya Eitz. But if you think about the Bori Priya Eitz, you're not just making a Bori Priya Eitz on the apple. You're making the Bori Priya Eitz on a thousand steps it took till you got to the apple. We just grabbed the apple while we're on the cell phone and we're looking at it and we're talking to someone else and we're reading the magazine. and we're, So we grab it. When we bought it, we, we didn't think about one of these things. We didn't think about one of these steps. It made its way into our cart, the conveyor belt paid, the fridge, our mouth, and not once in all of those steps of our buying it and eating it did we stop to think about what it took to have access to it. All, by the way, we didn't sit in the sun baking, plowing and planting and growing that tree. We weren't in the sun. We weren't climbing the ladder. We weren't schwitzing. We weren't risking climbing up to be able to, to harvest the apple. We didn't drive the truck. We didn't schlep the crates, the barrels. We didn't set up the display. Our big task was we got it from the display to the counter till we paid for it, we got it home, and we ate it. So each of these brachos is an exercise in gratitude. Each of these brachos is an exercise in the mindfulness of the graciousness and goodness of Hashem that He created a world and put us in it that we have such access with such ease. Now, it's not so easy to earn the money to go pay for the apple. I don't mean to minimize what we have to put in to get the apple. And that's all an apple. If I described you know, a minute roast or a uh, corned beef, uh, even um, you have to, it's a lot more sacrifice. So it takes a lot more to afford the, uh, the piece of corned beef. But what it took there also, this animal was born. Kosh brought this animal into existence and it grew and it ate and it was healthy. And someone shechted it and it turned out to be kosher, not treif. And then it was packaged and it was sent and it was distributed in the truck driver in the store. And we live in a community that has options of where to shop and buy and competition. There's a million brachas in the, in the delicious slice of steak that you put in your mouth. But we can't even be present for three seconds it takes to make a shahakal. A boy pre How long does it take to actually think about those words? Baruch atashem, brechay, 
everything, Hashem, all bracha, you are the source of all bracha. It all comes from you. I tell you, I'm so comfortable. I talk to God so directly. Hashem, master, Adon HaKol, Hayahova Ve'iyah, you're the master of everything. You were, you are, and you will be. Shakol Niyabidvaro, that everything came to be with your word. You said there should be a world, and it should have corned beef and steak and onions in it. And lo and behold, I'm eating a delicious uh, piece of flesh with some grilled onions. Unbelievable. You said it, and the world has it, and I'm eating it. And I did all that without breaking a sweat. All that, I'm enjoying this meal, I didn't break a sweat. And I can't say, Shahako, that takes me, how long? If you say the most intense, Kavanadika Shahako, how long would it take you? Four seconds, five seconds, six seconds? We're not talking about do you designate five minutes for a shahakal. Benching is another story. Benching is a little bit longer. But a shahakal. So ma'ma'od, that's what we're up to. The second full paragraph page, shen, shen tezvav. Ma'ma'od mechayev osano inyan gadol zel lahachshiv inyan abrachos. This obligates us to think about a bracha. Hinei dinak dima b'estalmaz yesh lebrachas amazon shimidaraisa. When we think about the brachas that we make, the most kind of senior bracha that we recite is the bracha of birchas amazon, is benching. Why? Because benching is the only bracha that we say, maybe birchas Torah, according to Sefer Achinach and others, birchas Torah is also Doraisa, but according to some, only Doraisa bracha is v'yachalta v'savata uveirachta, the bracha that we say, birchas hamazon, is Doraisa. Nislamid efo lahagid birchas hazan pa'amayim biyom, bizbonon is meruba. Yesh l'dayik benusach ha-neflash al-abracha, ve'inzam advar makam lagiyah lahargasha b'prataha. So think about the bracha hazan. It's a birchas hamazon is Doraisa. And you know what? How many in this room and how many all over the world have a fear of benching? Right? I'll do anything to avoid having to eat bread and wash. Is it Mizonos? Is it, uh, do I have to wash? Benching, who wants to, right. Forget the whole carb-free, gluten-free, keto, whatever the latest fad is, and that's healthy definitely to avoid all those things. It is good to only make a Mizonos or, or Hamoti on Shabbos. If you're not making an Alamechia or a benching all week, you're going to lose weight, you're going to do well. Granted. But Revolve is saying from a spiritual perspective right now, if you know Birchas HaMazon's Doraisa, and if you think about these words, Birchas HaMazon, what they mean and what they are, you would want to bench as many times a day. You'd wash and bench at breakfast, at lunch, and at dinner. When you think about what it means and the gratitude that it expresses, Mr. Sanders just walked by. I don't know if you noticed. Mr. Sanders always says, and I believe it, because if you've ever been there while he's benched, or you ever overhear him davin, Kenai Nahara, Solzayim Gesund and Stark. But Mr. Sanders, we bench because we ate bread. He eats bread so that he could bench. You think he wants to eat the bread? For the very same reason we're avoiding it, because who wants to bench and take the time and worry and find a bencher? So the very same reason we avoid it, he dafke eats bread every day because he says, how can I go through a day where I didn't bench? Listen to Revolba says. Listen to Revolba says. In the words we're saying. Think about the words. These are not simple things. Tuvo chain chesed verachamim. Hazanas olam kulo. Hashem, you are Hazan. You nourish the entire world. Hazanas olam kulo betuvo bechain bechesed uverachamim. Hashem, every day you give us tuvo your goodness, your chain, your chain, chesed your kindness, racham your compassion. Ha'imilim elu musagim mufshatim. Can you understand these words so simply? Are they so simple? Why am I describing, Hashem, you're so good to me. You fill the world with goodness. You bestow chen, you give chesed, you give rachamim. All what? Did I win the lottery? My benching? 
the once in a lifetime I buy a new house? Am I benching every three years when I get a new lease on a new car? No, I, what's the benching on? When all said and done, says Revolba, that you smeared a little butter on a piece of bread, a shtickle bread you had, a little lachmania, a little bagel, a little piece of bread, a slice of challah. And what you're looking in that piece of challah, you're saying, you know, in this challah, in this little piece of challah, in the bagel, in the pizza, two slices, three slices, one slice, whatever you wash on a bench on. But in the, in the, in the pizza or the matzah or the challah or the roll or the bagel, in that little piece of bread is Hashem's tuvo, chen, chesed, and rachem. All of it. Halacha mazbia, because bread is the staple of man. It satisfies, it nourishes, it gives us our life force, it sustains us. And, and uh, hachalav, not chalav, I said chalav, hachalav, milk, mavri. If you're not lactose intolerant, then it makes you healthy. You need calcium, and you need to have uh, minimal intake. Zetov is a chesed. You know what Hashem's chesed is? He made cows, and they have udders, and we pull on them, and this thing with calcium comes out, and it's delicious in a bowl of fruity pebbles. And it goes well in our coffee. And it's great in order if you want to make uh, mac and cheese or a cheesecake on Shavuos, whatever. I'm not a milk guy, so I, I struggle to even have to give these examples. But, but Zed Tov is a chesed. You eat a delicious slice of bread. You had a bagel. As I said, you have a steak. In that little morsel of food that you're putting in your mouth, something we feel entitled to and something we take for granted and something we say, I paid for, it's mine. Who said the world should produce something so delicious? That's Tuvo Chein Chesed Varachamim. Hazan Asa Kulo. Hashem, you sustain the entire world. Bechein, Bechesed Varachamim. You designed a world that if we don't mess it up and destroy it, and we figure out a way to distribute it, manufactures and produces the world itself. You created an earth and ecosystem that manufactures, produces, and distributes Hazan Asa Kulo, the food to sustain the whole world. Again, assuming we don't mess it up, which is a big assumption. So in every morsel of food we're eating is not just some bracha. It's not the $2.16 I have to pay at Publix to get the apple or the whatever I'm eating. It's more than that. It's in this apple, in this bread, in this steak, in this whatever I'm eating is tuvo chen chesed and rachamim. I'm in a world that has oxygen, there's the ambiance of what I'm eating, and there's all the many, many steps. Someone plowed and planted and it grew, and there was sunshine, and there was no plague, and there was no insects, and it was plucked and harvested, and it was distributed, and it was schlepped, and it was transported, and it was set up, and it's accessible to me. You know when you appreciate the tuvo chen v'chesed v'rachamim of having food? You ever travel? It's almost impossible today, thank God. You talk about the tuvo chen v'chesed v'rachamim of being observant Jew in Tav Shanai Tess in 2019, but you travel anywhere in any of the 50 United States, and if there's a supermarket, it's got endless products with hachsherim on it. Okay, so I may not have a kosher chicken and kosher meat and kosher cheese section, but go, there's not one aisle in that whole supermarket that doesn't have countless products that are kosher. From bread and baked goods and pasta and, and, and salad dressings, and, and you can make meals endlessly in Yehuppetsville that has a zero Jewish population. That's not tuvochein v'chesed v'rachamim? But sometimes you find yourself in a place and you're hungry and you don't have a lot of food and you say, wow, the fact that, that we as Jews today have so much and the variety and the accessibility and the availability and even with the prices, the affordability, even with the prices, the affordability, that's Tuvochein V'chesed V'rachamim. So I can't set aside three seconds to say a shahako, a bari pre'etz. When I bench, 
I have to run away from benching. I have to minimize the amount of times I ever bench rather than stand there or sit there rather and say, Hazan es ha'ulam kulo betuvo b'chein b'chesed b'rachamim. Wow. Think about our Shabbos meals, the benching at the end of a Shabbos meal. Normally you're like kids, you're begging them to bench. You as a bencher, you started three times again from the beginning. One guy's benching so out loud, he confused everybody else. You have to start 14 times because you're too lazy to get up and get a bencher for everybody else. Everyone has their own bencher. And you know what? The benching, you're tired. You've already gone through three bottles of wine or four lachayims and you've got, you know, overeaten, sitting on the bottom of your stomach and you're exhausted. It's Friday night, you're passing out. So your benching is like the most shvacha. You don't even remember if you benched, when you benched, how you benched, you got to the end of benching. It's a pathetic benching. And that's the end of the meal that we ate. What goes into a Shabbos meal? We're not talking about yesteryear where you had a piece of challah and you got one spoon of soup and then you nibbled on some chicken and benching was a uh, what do they call it? Um, no, what did Yechavet's grandparents make? Uh, like uh, boiled fruit or whatever they call that. Uh, kampat. I'm not knocking kampat if you like kampat. Not for me. So that was your whole meal. That was your whole meal was a, a bite of bread, a spoon of soup, a little chicken, and some kumpot, and now bench. I understand that benching. You didn't feel such tuvochein v'chesed v'rachamim. But think about our meals. There were 14 appetizers and three types of meat, two types of chicken, seven side dishes, four desserts that you made and the guests brought another three. You had 14 varieties of soda and three world-class award-winning wines. And, and that meal, that meal that you eat more on that Friday night than you did the dinner the rest of the week combined, you can't say, If you apply each of those adjectives to one thing you ate, you still have a million more adjectives you have to say. In benching, if you were going to say, that just covered the tricolored gefilte fish with the salmon with the sushi salad that didn't even get you up to the soup course, let alone the main with the appetite, side dishes, and you can't find the wherewithal to concentrate, open a bench, or what's the rush Friday night where you go, and once a week to say, Wow. You know what else you're including in Tuvachin Vachesed Rachamim? I have a dining room table. I have a tablecloth. I have china and I have crystal. I have people I'm eating with. I'm a guest or I'm a host. I was able to go. I was able to drive a car and make my way to the supermarket. Who could take that for granted today? If you could find parking at the supermarket, who could take that for granted today? If you find parking during Yeshiva week, first of all, you bench Gomel. But second of all, you say Tuvachin Vachesed Rachamim. It's unbelievable. What a bracha. So again, think about all the other components that go into whatever we're making the bracha on. I have a car, and I'm healthy enough to drive, and I did the shopping myself, and I was able to cook it, and I have all the variety of it, and I'm surrounded by friends, and I have crystal, and I have silver, and I have china, and I... Wow, I should bench for four hours. I should say ni'il every Friday night. It's unbelievable the gratitude I should feel. And all that's included in tuvo, chen, chesed, rachamim. All it's there. You get the orange, you get the melon, the cantaloupe, and you say, oh, I got to peel the fruit, I got to peel the cantaloupe, I got to cut up the fruit, it's miserable. No, says Ravobi. You look at that peel and you say, wow, Kashbrach is so brilliant, he created fruit with a peel. Because if the cantaloupe didn't have a peel, it'd be disgusting. In other words, when I peel it, now I have the most pure, clean, sterile fruit I could eat. All the washing under the water in the world can't make it as clean as when you remove the peel, what you find. So Kosh Baruch Hu built a case. 
He put the packaging in. When there's an orange and there's a cantaloupe, so it's a pain. It's a pain to peel the avocado. Eating a mango, oy, it's an, it's an avoda. So there's an avoda, but you know what? The result is I have a sterile fruit. I didn't, it's unbelievable the packaging of Kosher Boker created. Hapri nechbat lamare. It looks beautiful. The gam no sin reach tov. It looks beautiful and it smells beautiful. It's unbelievable. Zeuchain. By the way, what Hashem did is so much better than what you buy in the store. Chemically produced, the packaging is not so great. It spoils pretty quickly. It doesn't smell so great. It doesn't look so fantastic. It glows in the dark. Kosh beats any day of the week over the manufactured, industrialized, glow-in-the-dark, spoiling, smelly food that we buy. That's chen chesed rachamim. What we're eating is cloaked in the qualities of Hashem. We've received it from a holy place, and inside of it is deep, deep spirituality. Deep, deep spirituality. This is, Rav Weinberger spoke the other night, for those of you who were there at uh, what I thought was an incredible uh, tish, a beautiful, beautiful evening, the Eilam Mishpatim Jews and the Shira Shirim Jews. The Eilam Mishpatim is... We could give shir every Wednesday morning from now Leolam Vad till the end of time on the intricacies and minutia and details of Hilchas Brachos. Some of the most complicated areas of halacha. What bracha do you make on crispix? What bracha do you make on... Most complicated areas of halacha. Ezekiel bread. I'll come up with all the complicated ones right now. There's a million... How much pizza do you eat on a calzone? Is there such a thing as a mizonos roll? How much do you eat of this? And what order do you make brachas in? If there's food all in front of you and you have a smorg of food, what, what bracha do you make first? There's a million and one things you can learn. That's the elu mishpatim of brachas. And it's important. You should learn hilchas brachas. And we should have shiurim on hilchas brachas. And we should be makbid. We should be strict and vigilant to know the right bracha and to make the right bracha and to say it within the right amount of time and on the right quantity and in the right food. And a very, 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 very important. That's the elam mishpatim. But there's the shira shirim. There's the, the passion, the romance, the love and the relationship. So that, we can't just be so focused on the minutia and the details and the intricacies of the brachos. But then when it comes time to say this, all right, so I sit in the base medrash, or I go to the shir, I spend a year going to a shir, an hour a week, on hilchas brachas. I've got notebooks and notebooks and notebooks filled with notes on hilchas brachas. And then I go make a bracha, and I varf out a shahakal, and I belt out a I swallow the mizonos, even if I have to make a bracha, a on the bracha that I swallowed even before I ate the food. Where's, that's, that's the other component, the whole purpose, the essence of why I'm making the bracha. So, to come back to the analogy I always give, so you buy the card and you write something nice to your spouse, but you throw it at them. Here, here's your birthday card. Here's your anniversary card. What do you mean? I'm running out the door to go with my friends uh, out to play poker, out to the game, out to the whatever. Here's your card. Happy anniversary. You say, whoa, whoa, thank you. You did the rules. You bought a card. And you underlined and even double underlined some of the words. And you wrote a personal message. You did the rules. But then you delivered it in such so, so casually, so caustically, you delivered it so, so callously, you throw it at me, happy anniversary? You can't take the moment to hand it to me, happy anniversary, love, romance. So that's what Kodesh Baruch Hu says. You learn all of Hilchus Brachas, beautiful. You got to learn Hilchus Brachas. The opposite is also true. You can't say, oh, I tell God all the time how much I love Him. I don't need to learn Brachas. I don't need to make Brachas. Hashem knows I love Him. I, I meditate on the top of a mountain and tell God how much I love Him, and that exempts me from Hilchas Brachas. No, we're Eilam Mishpatim Jews. Nasa Vanishma, that's our Pasha. We believe that you have the details matter. The details matter. But the details matter, and so does the 
concentration, the kavana, the relationship, the romance component of it, that matters. When we say, Hashem takes care of the whole world. You think we're the only ones He makes food for? What do the animals live off of? What does the, what does the plant kingdom live off of? He nourishes everything in this world. The little ant, the worm, the duck, the lizard, the crocodile, the alligator, the fish, the bear, the lion, it all has what to eat. Some of them eat each other, some of them eat vegetation. But Kosh Baruch created a world where everyone has its menu. Some good things eat the bad things to avoid the bad things eating our good things that we need to eat. There's an incredible, intricate, magnificent system of harmony that's beautiful. That too, when I make a bracha, I'm saying, Hashem, thank you so much that you make this animal eat that animal to protect my food. There's a million things to think about. And that's Hashem's chesed. And the world's never run out of food. People may scare us, it's going to, if we don't treat the world properly. Maybe true, maybe not true. But right now, the world's never yet run out of food. The earth and the sunlight and the oxygen, it's not yet run out of food. It's there. So again, very consistent with what he said last week, Revolb is saying, don't make a pledge right now that you're going to have, you're going to concentrate on benching from beginning to end the way you do in the Elon Yom Kippur. It's not going to last, it can't happen, you're taking on too much. Start and say, you know what, my bracha is hazan. The first bracha of benching, I'm going to try to concentrate on the whole benching. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be there. I'm going to say it from the bench. I'm going to try. I'm not conceding anything. I'm going to try my best. But minimally, the first bracha benching, that's my bracha. Betuvo b'chein b'chesed b'racha. Now think about my children, my grandchildren, their homes, their lives. Tuvo chein chesed b'racha. Think about those words. How much tov, how much chein, how much chesed, how much rachamim went into the meal that we just ate, the people we ate it with, what went into producing it, to affording it, to getting it, to cooking it, to serving it. It's unbelievable. So that's your homework for next week. I gotta run because I don't want to miss my flight. Yeah. <laughs> Hazan. When you bench between now and next Wednesday to come back and report, did we at least Hazan, the first bracha of benching, were we able to think about not just the sliver of bread I ate, but all the good that's going on and the ambiance in which I experienced it to thank Hashem from the core of my being. Have a great